Mockingbirds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store. Orleans Cape Cod. By L.L. Bean. Inspiring you to get outdoors. By Celestron. Offering binoculars and scopes for birders of all levels. And by Chimani. Visiting a national park? Let Chimani guide you. Good morning. Welcome to our show number 604. We start off this morning with some breaking news. News flash. A new study says there are nearly twice as many species of birds in the world than we thought there were. Instead of about 10,000 species, the study says there are about 18,000 species. But before we get too excited about this, except for listing purposes, we need to realize it's all kind of a technicality. 8,000 species of birds have not been making themselves invisible. But this new study from the American Museum of Natural History does focus on something hidden, hidden avian diversity. Birds that look similar to one another or were thought to interbreed, but that are actually different species. We have a link to the full story on our Talking Birds Facebook page. Meanwhile, congratulations to the American Bird Conservancy and its Brazilian partner, Aquasis, for securing more than 170 acres of critical habitat to save this bird species. It's the Araripe mannequin, one of the world's rarest and most spectacular birds. The land acquisition roughly doubles the size of the existing Araripe Oasis Reserve in northeast Brazil and connects it to the much larger Araripe National Forest, potentially protecting new breeding <clears throat> excuse me, territories, not only for this amazing bird, but for other rare species as well. A picture of the dazzling red and white Araripe mannequin is another thing you can see right now on our Facebook page. Meanwhile, we'd like to say a huge thank you to the newest members of our outreach effort that we call the Talking Birds Ambassadors Program. Thank you, Chuck in Pickett, Wisconsin. Thank you, Terry in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. Thanks, Mary and Joe in Anchorage, Alaska. Thank you, Randy in Austin, Texas. And thank you, Vincent in East Windsor, New Jersey. And here in our home state of Massachusetts, thanks to new ambassadors, Sandy in Plymouth, Ted in Lynn, Rose in Duxbury, Marla in Greenfield, and Sue in Newburyport. That's our friend Sue McGrath, who runs a wonderful organization called Newburyport Birders. Check them out, Bay Staters and New Hampshireites, and anybody else that wants to go there. Good idea, NewburyportBirders.com. And we received this note from Justin, our ambassador in Clive, Iowa, just outside of Des Moines. He says, thank you, I received the cards and plan to pass them out at our Dallas County, Iowa Christmas bird count this weekend and also at our next Des Moines Audubon meeting. Good birding, says Justin. Many thanks, Justin. Well, we'd like to invite you to become a Talking Birds ambassador and help spread the word about our show and about birds and bird conservation and conservation in general. It's a pretty simple process. We send you some cards and you hand them out to your friends and neighbors. Signing up is simple, too. Just go to our website, TalkinBirds.com. No G in Talkin'. Click on the Contact button up at the top and then choose the Become an Ambassador option. That's the Become an Ambassador option via the Contact button at TalkinBirds.com if you'd like to become a Talkin' Birds ambassador, and we hope you will. Extra, extra. 
Joshua. Read all about it. Here are some of the stories and pictures and videos we have for you on our Facebook page this week. In addition to the story about the doubling of worldwide bird species and that beautiful Aroripe mannequin photo. 14 photos that show the wonderful diversity of wading birds. Really spectacular. Now you may want to block your ears for a few seconds for this next one if you're squeamish. 10 birds that eat other birds. And we're not referring to your typical birds of prey. And two of these bird eaters are woodpeckers. And what are birds saying when they sing? Anthropologist Barbara King says it may be a lot more than we used to think. And we'll link you to that story. And that's some of what we have for you on our Facebook page right now. You can also find these stories through an online search if you're not a Facebook follower. Okay, here comes a teaser, a preview, if you will, of our mystery bird contest, just to give you a head start for when we conduct the actual contest a little bit later on in the program. Here is the sound of the bird. And here's one clue. Our mystery bird is a large diver with a distinctive, almost aristocratic profile. The colorful male has a rusty-colored head and a whitish back with a black breast and hindquarters. Still to come on our show today, we'll catch up with Mike O'Connor from Cape Cod's famous Bird Watchers General Store for some special holiday bird-feeding tips and treats in our live Let's Ask Mike segment. Also this morning, we'll try to catch up with birding guru David Clapp. He is also on Cape Cod on a Christmas bird count. And up next, we'll meet... The Nutcracker, not the one who comes to life in the ballet, but the one who demonstrates astonishing feats of memory. Nusifraja Colombiana is today's featured feathered friend. Talking Birds is made possible in part by Celestron, the leading optics company offering binoculars and spotting scopes for birders of all levels. Celestron is dedicated to education and bird conservation and proudly supports many nonprofit organizations that share the same commitment. Celestron says, We care about birds and nature in our backyard as well as yours. Enhance your view with Celestron. Visit Celestron.com and discover more. For today's holiday season featured feathered friend segment, a nutcracker. No, not that nutcracker. This nutcracker. Not as musical as Tchaikovsky, maybe. But could Tchaikovsky hide thousands of seeds and remember where to find them? I doubt it. But the Clark's Nutcracker can. In fact, some individual birds are known to cache more than 30,000 seeds and then relocate them as much as nine months later. Many researchers have worked to discover the Nutcracker's secret. And as Jack Connor writes in the Cornell Lab of Ornithology's Living Bird magazine, it was Utah State University's Richard Vanderwall who finally figured it out. Vanderwall's experiments demonstrated clearly that spatial memory was what the birds used to find the seeds they'd hidden. Yes, they actually remember where they've put them. Not surprisingly, 
Clark's Nutcrackers, named for William Clark of Lewis and Clark fame, belong to a very intelligent family of birds, the Corvids, a group that also includes crows, ravens, magpies, jays, and jackdaws. The Clark's Nutcracker is a blue jay-sized bird, mostly ash gray, but black and white on the wings and central tail feathers. They live high in western mountains, using their sharp bills to rip into pine cones to pull out their seeds, which they carry to their hiding places in a large pouch under their tongues. They also eat insects, berries, and small mammals, as well as bird eggs and nestlings. As for their own nestlings, Clark's nutcrackers feed them from winter stores of pine seeds, some of which have more calories than chocolate. So they can breed as early as January or February, despite the harsh mountain weather. And what happens to the seeds the birds hide but don't find? Well, they often sprout, playing an important role in growing and reversing the decline of western pine forests. Clark's Nutcracker, Musifraga Colombiana. Today's Talking Birds featured Feathered Friend. Thanks for being with us for our show number 604. We hope you'll visit our Talking Birds webpage. That would be our website. It's talkingbirds.com. And check us out and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Talking Birds. Talking Birds is sponsored in part by Chimani providing free outdoor mobile app travel guides to plan and navigate your journey to more than 400 national parks, monuments, and historic sites. From Acadia to Zion, go to Chimani.com. That's C-H-I-M-A-N-I.com to locate, to a download, to download your free app today. David Clapp spent many years uh, leading mass Audubon sanctuaries, and for the last uh, several years now, he has been taking bird groups all over the world as an international bird guide with Smithsonian tours. But today, he's close to home, in fact, right down the road from us here on the south shore of Massachusetts on beautiful Cape Cod. Sounds doesn't sound that beautiful right now. Sounds <laughs> oh, it's lovely down here today. <laughs> oh, you convinced me. Good morning, David. <laughs> Good morning. It's actually a wonderful day to be outdoors. There's, there's nobody else out here. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, when I lived on the Cape, I really used to appreciate that in the winter time. I'd go out there to Sandy Neck sometimes and looking for horned larks and yeah. snow bunting and stuff, and there'd be nobody there. It was quite a magical <laughs> scene. We we started our Christmas bird count this morning over at First. Encounter Beach in East Ham on the Bayside, and the wind is from the southwest, which means that every breath of air I took had recently been in Kentucky, <laughs> and, and it had arrived here in just about an hour's time. Wow. Boy, the, air, the air was flying. Wow. Are we near a horse farm? What? No. <laughs> So we're you're now. I think you're you're in East East Ham right now. That's one of the one of the uh, Lower Cape towns. And for people who are not familiar with uh, Cape Cod, Lower Cape really means the upper uh, part of the Cape, kind of right. It's a little confusing. 
It is, but it's one of the things we devised to keep people from Connecticut from driving out here all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's a long drive. Anyway, sometimes we could call it the Outer Cape. That makes it a little... The outer, that would make more sense, A yeah. little easier, yeah. yeah. So that's, uh, that's where you are. You're on the Christmas bird count. This is, of course, a big international thing. Thousands of people are participating. I think it started on the 14th, if I'm not mistaken, David, and continues until uh, January 5th. What are you seeing out there, and what, uh, what are you hoping to see? Well, like I said, we started our morning on the bay side. Usually mm -hmm. we see seabirds, sea ducks, loons, and things like that. Today the wind was so stiff. Um, it was funny, yesterday it was cold air over warm water. Today it's uh, warm air over cold water, but still mm. same result. There's fog coming off the ocean in, in the bay, and you're not mm. seeing very much. So mm -hmm. We didn't see much, but once we get inland to some of the thickets, there's been little pockets of just sort of your regular feeder type stuff cardinals some of the woodpeckers flicker and downy and uh, red belly and chickadees and titmice and nut hatches and that sort of thing um so it's been medium birdie and for the kind of day it is uh as windy as it is not as it's not cold today certainly yeah uh, but as windy as it is we've had pretty good luck i mean nothing special but it's been kind of fun to be out okay and you'll be going but, pretty much all day though right yeah we do we, we uh had there been no wind this morning, we would have been out at about 3 a.m. looking for owls, listening for saw-wet owls mm -hmm. specifically, uh, and then uh, continuing on with the regular day. But the good news was that it was going to be awfully windy today, so we slept in till about 5 o'clock and then came out then. Tried for rails at the marsh down at the Rotary in uh, Orleans when you come down Route 6, and you, you go from the sort of official no-access lanes to the, the more... Uh, public lanes, commercial lanes, right at that rotary in Orleans. We listened for rails in there and then uh, started our day. All right. And, you, yeah. and you're right near the, the uh, Birdwatchers General Store there. Oh, I yeah. am. Yeah. yeah. We, we try and avoid it because you know a guy named Michael? No, uh, I don't. No. Yeah, no. 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 <laughs> no, we always make a stop in there to visit with Michael. It's always, <laughs> he's such a good guy. Um, do you have, Ray, do you have time for just a quick story, something similar yeah. to what you were doing with Clark's Nutcracker? Yeah, sure. It's, it's a little surprising when two cars pull up and a whole bunch of people jump out with binoculars and you're living there. But we just had a neighbor come out when we, when we sort of surrounded his house with binoculars. Uh, and I said, hi, how are you? We're doing the bird count and explained it. And he said, oh, fine, fine. He said, I had uh, 19 turkeys in the yard yesterday. We talked about turkeys being everywhere now. Mm -hmm. And then he said, and we had a nest in the front yard this year. He said, the interesting thing was a fox. I said, coyote? He said, no, fox. I said, okay. A fox came and took the eggs from the nest one at a time hmm. and buried them around the yard. Hmm. And he said, but it wasn't just the next day that the crows, who must have been watching all this, discovered them and <laughs> came and dug up each egg and ate them wow. out of the yard. Wow. So, interesting. I mean, the, the, the fox cashed the eggs and then the crows <laughs> unraveled the mystery and ate them. Everybody gets into the act. Everybody. Wow. Yeah. David, one of the wonderful things about the Christmas bird count, too, is it uh, provides information, of course, to, uh, you know, ornithologists yeah. and researchers trying to figure out how birds are doing. And it's so always interesting to know that this started out as a plan to shoot birds. This was a, this was a, a celebration that started kind of after Christmas Day when they had what was called a side hunt. And they'd go out and shoot things to bring back to either give to their help or to have a special barbecue later in the, the Christmas week or something like that. Um, and a guy named Frank Chapman in New York City said, I'm going to go out and just count them and see what's around. And he did. And then the next year, a few of his friends joined him and on and on. And now, like you said, it's thousands of counts with tens of thousands of people. 
pretty amazing. People, and can, people can still get in on it, right? They should go, what, Natu uh, National Audubon website to find out. Na how, right. Nash yeah. Nash right. National Audubon yep. is a big sort of umbrella organization. Yep. But most local nature centers, uh, Audubon Society offices, wherever you happen to be, will know about the Christmas count in your area, and you should be able to call them and get some info anyway, at least a place to start. All right. Uh, just quickly, oh. David, where are you off to next on your international traveling? Oh, I'm headed uh, mid-January. I'm headed back to Australia and then to New Zealand. I'll do that twice early in the year, and then I've got a third trip just to New Zealand. So I'll be... Wow in the South Pacific for several weeks or many weeks during the first few months of the year. All right. Well, good luck with that and good You're luck uh, today and uh, make sure there's a tree nearby you can hold on to. All right. <laughs> That's the way it's been all day, right? <laughs> thank you, David. Yeah, thank you very much. All right. David Clapp yeah. out there at a Christmas bird count. That bird count, uh, as David said, involves uh, tens of thousands of people all over the Western Hemisphere now, and you can still get in on it. Go to the National Audubon website uh, to find out how to do that, or you can maybe call one of your local Audubon uh, uh, era sanctuaries or uh, places. Yeah, that's the word, places, um, or some nature center. They can all give you info on that if you're not familiar with it. Coming up here... An important message we'd like to ask you to listen to, and then it's our mystery bird contest in just one minute. The holidays are coming, and so is the cold weather. You're busy, but don't forget about the birds. They need the best food they can get, and Audubon Park Wild Bird Food provides the nutrition birds need to survive and thrive. Make time to feed your backyard birds this month with every bird's favorite food from Audubon Park, a family-owned business that appreciates yours. And be sure to check them out on Facebook for great bird food giveaways. Audubon Park Wild Bird Food, proudly made in the USA. Hi, it's Ray with your invitation to join us in the Galapagos Islands with Sunrise Birding. I'll be your host, joined by expert local guides who'll show us giant Galapagos tortoises and marine iguanas and incredible birds, including Darwin's famous finches. We'll even snorkel with Galapagos penguins. And there are now just two cabins still available. Get all the details right now at sunrisebirding.com. That's sunrisebirding.com. Talking Birds is made possible in part by the Cornell Lab of Ornithology, a world leader in the study, appreciation, and conservation of birds. Please check them out at birds.cornell.edu. Well, if you're uh, not hearing our Sunday morning show live, uh, here's, a little, here's a little tip. You can find us live online, so you can listen anywhere on the planet with an Internet connection. Just go to Talking Birds. Dot com to see how to do it. It is wicked easy. 781-837-4900 is the number on our mystery bird contest. 781-837-4900. You're eligible as long as you haven't been a winner here in the past six months. Our prize is the Droll Yankees Upside Down Feeder. Now, wait a minute. It's done that way on purpose for goldfinches and chickadees and nuthatches and other cool birds that can feed upside down while... Well, starlings and house sparrows, for example, have a tough time at that. Sorry about that, guys, but you'll be doing all right without that. All right, that's our prize. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. Here's the sound of our bird. Not a bird that you'll be seeing at your feeder anytime soon. It's a large diver with a distinctive, almost aristocratic profile. The colorful male has a rusty-colored head and a whitish back with a black breast and hindquarters. Females are an overall grayish-brown in color with a slightly browner head and neck. Our bird, which breeds from Alaska south and east 
to parts of the U.S. north-central states. It's found in lakes and ponds over most of the U.S. in the wintertime, feeding on seeds and buds, leaves and tubers, roots and snails and insect larvae. That would be our mystery bird. What do you think it is? Um, tell us definitively or take a guess. No correct answer means a drawing will determine our winner. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. Meanwhile, we're going to check in with Mike O'Connor at the Birdwatchers General Store after this important message. Let's ask Mike in just one minute. Dear Talking Birds listeners, the fact that you're listening to our show probably means you're interested in helping birds survive. Well, there are fewer birds every year, especially the ones that spend the winter in the tropics and dazzle us in spring and summer. There are ways to stop and maybe reverse this decline, and one of them is as simple as drinking coffee. Not just any coffee, of course. I'm talking about Birds and Beans coffee. Birds and Beans is the only company on the planet that sells only bird-friendly, shade-grown coffee. Certified by the highly respected Smithsonian Migratory Bird Center and certified organic and fair trade so the small farmers who grow the coffee get a fair return for their work. All you and I have to do is buy some. It costs a little more than the sun-grown stuff down at the supermarket, but it helps birds survive. And it's delicious. Please buy some. Find out where to get it or order it directly at birdsandbeans.com. That's birdsandbeans.com. That's music that signals us to go down to Cape Cod. Mr. Mike O'Connor there at the Bird Watchers General Store in our Let's Ask Mike live segment. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning. Hey, don't let that David Clapp fool you. He always says he stops in. He just stops in to use the bathroom. That's all he stops in to see. That's what I heard, but I didn't want to embarrass him on the air by saying that. (laughs) It always sounds like he's going to load up the car with with goodies for the kids. No, he just comes and uses the bathroom. Never a purchase. Okay, got it. (laughs) Well, we want to talk about some uh, what uh, treats for birds here in the uh, in the holiday season. But I, I wanted to share you with, with you first uh, this uh, note here from Jim in Groton, Connecticut. Uh, he was talking about something you recommended as a gift last uh, week. It was a book called That Quail Robert, and uh, Jim says uh, my wife has an autographed copy of the book by Margaret Stanger she got from her mother. We found the book charming and entertaining. Thank you for taking time to talk about this delightful book. So, Mike, you you know something about this stuff. How about that? Like. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a really cool story, and it's a local story. It's about Bob White Quail, which we don't see any more of, and mm. the family was right here in Orleans, and the author's house is a historical site. You can go see it. And, mm. and the illustrator is still... Is, Still comes in the store shopping all the time. The woman who illustrated the book. So no. it's kind of a local statement. It's, it's an entertaining book. It's not small to you like you wanted to think it is. It's really a kind of a fun book to read. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, we also heard from Marla in Greenfield, Mass., on Western Massachusetts. She just became our newest Talking Birds ambassador. She says she's new to the bird thing, and she also said she loves the Birdwatcher's general store. There's a smart woman right yeah. there. She's doing some traveling to, uh, <laughs> to get there. <laughs> That's a dedicated customer. That's a long ways away. I guess so. So uh, how about those treats? What, what are we going to give? Now, you, I know you're not big in for you know about putting stuff in bird seed and the mixed seeds. Mixed and seed all is not my, and you my, particularly my hate thing, but yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of, it's kind of a time of year where families get together and they got kind of, they get on each other's nerves and they need something to keep themselves busy or the kids need something that keeps themselves busy. And what we used to do with our kids, we'd, um, you know, you know, I think the old time with people would string like popcorn and cranberries yeah. 
and put those out for the birds. We used to do that, but it turns out the birds never ate any of that stuff. <laughs> well, you use it the next year. Yeah, that's <laughs> not a bad idea. <laughs> and, we'll, we'll, and we used to go out and, and late at night and we'd decorate a, a, a tree, but we'd have a good trees in our, in our yards. We went down the street and, and did a kind of a little uh, more scenic tree. Hmm. The trouble was the neighbors saw us and kicked us out, so we can, <laughs> couldn't go to that yard anymore. <laughs> But what, we, what, what I find is better, um, instead of popcorn and cranberries, because believe it or not, birds have zero interest in cranberries. Um, yeah. I think uh, bits of apple. Um, it's not as pretty, but mm-hmm. the birds seem to like bits of apples or raisins. And, and peanuts, peanuts still in the shell. You need a sharp needle to get through peanuts because mm-hmm. it's not easy, but the birds love those. And those are kind of fun to look at. And, and a, 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 an interesting thing are marshmallows. I've never mm-hmm. realized birds like marshmallows, but we were in... Texas last year, and we're at a campground, and people would put marshmallows out on the thickets, and orange crown warblers were just fighting over them constantly. Wow. So I've been kind of interested in to trying that here, and I, of course I forgot. But um, I think that would be kind of a fun thing to mm. string them on, and then go find a tree somewhere, a shrub, maybe where you can see it from inside the house um, to decorate. Um, I think a lot of people, the old school way of kind of making a bird treat was pine cones and put some peanut butter on it but not everybody has access to pine cones mm. so i tell people use a you know uh take a bagel and slice it slice the ends off and hang hang a bagel out and then maybe put some peanut butter on that then you can sprinkle mm-hmm. some bird seed on that and you kind of hang that up in mm-hmm. the decoration wow. and and there's the music so the martha stewart portion of the show is over now <laughs> All right, marshmallows out good, cranberries bad. (laughs) I could have told you that years ago. (laughs) Thank you, Mike. Okay, Rick. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas to you. Happy New Year to all as well. Happy Hanukkah, which begins, uh, Hanukkah begins on Christmas Eve this year. So they're calling it, uh, oh, what's that word? Uh, Hanumismus or something where they kind of mix together. Uh, Let's move on here. Back to the uh, Mystery Bird Contest. 781-837-4900 is the number trying to identify this sweet-sounding mystery bird. What do you think it is? Judy is in... uh, No? Not Judy? Okay. Not Judy. Okay. We're we're just uh, figuring out our our phone calls here, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Our mystery bird. So, a little description of our bird. A large diver with a distinctive, almost aristocratic profile. The colorful male has a rusty-colored head, a whitish back with a black breast and hindquarters. Females are an overall grayish-brown in color, slightly browner head and neck. Now Judy is in Wareham, and she's here with us. Good morning, Judy. I was going to say it's a puffin, but now I'm making, I'm changing my mind. Okay. <laughs> That's a way to get around having two guesses. I like that. All right. Well, I, I listened to your description again, and yeah. I'm like, that isn't a puffin. That's Puffins not a puffin. have a black back. Uh, say that again? Puffins have, they have a black yeah, back. Yeah, I think that's right. Back. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm going to say a cardinal. A cardinal? Yeah. No, a cardinal is not a large of. diving bird as far yeah. as I know. <laughs> yeah, some of them die, but they, they don't usually come back up. Yeah. So I don't think it would oh, be a cardinal. No. Oh, dear. <laughs> thank you, Judy. Oh, thank you. Thanks Bye-bye. so much. Bye. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. So we went from a puffin to a cardinal, and now let's see where we go with uh, Rick right here in Marshfield, Massachusetts. Yeah. Hey, Merry good. Christmas. Merry Christmas, Rick. How about a canvas back? How about a canvas back? Are you placing an order for one, or are you just guessing on the, on the mystery bird? Absolutely right. Canvas back. I think that aristocratic profile thing might have uh, been a good clue. 
Yeah, because uh, the the profile of the bird's head is right. You can't look at that and not think it's kind of uh, a, a noble bird kind of thing. Eaves. Yeah. What was that? Eaves. Eaves? Eaves. I'm not getting that word there. Are you getting that, Tim? J-E-E-Z-E, Jeeves, the aristocratic... Oh, oh, Jeeves, uh, Jeeves, yes, uh, the the P.G. Woodhouse uh, character. Okay. (laughs) We're going far afield here, it seems, seems this morning. But uh, nice uh, nice job, Rick. Uh, uh, Canvasback is absolutely correct, and we will uh, get your address here, and then we will send you that beautiful Droll Yankees feeder. Thank you. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you, Rick. Thank you so much. Well, we've reserved a little time at the end of our show today for this Christmassy little item from our friend Robert Mussey in Milton, Massachusetts, his bird, 12 Days of Christmas. On the 12th day of Christmas, my feeders gave to me 12 doves a-swarming, 11 cardinals seeking, 10 blue jays dominating, 9 juncos waiting, 8 weaver finches, 7 titmouse darting, 6 chicks a-deeing, 5 finches flushing, Four squirrels hogging, three peckers pecking, two cats a-lurking, and a red squirrel gorging on the suet block. And Robert says, with two more days, I would have added six red-winged blackbirds and a large flock of starlings. Don't worry, he says, cats are inside behind the kitchen window. Thank you, Robert. That's our show for this morning. Thank you so much for being with us. Executive producer Mark Duffield, associate producer Debbie Bleacher, our engineer Tim McKenney. I'm Ray Brown. Merry Christmas, and we'll see you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store. Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By L.L. Bean, inspiring you to get outdoors. LLBean.com. By Celestron, offering binoculars and scopes for birders of all levels. Celestron.com. By Birds and Beans Shade-Grown Bird-Friendly Coffee, birdsandbeans.com. And by Chimani. Visiting a national park? Let Chimani guide you. Chimani.com.